welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Come on, if he's ever been that present help for you, would you just praise him today? I'm thankful that he has always been that very present help in time of need for me. Would you take your Bibles with me this morning? We're going to go back where we were last week. If you'd like to find 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 2 and just kind of mark that there. 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 2, mark that with marker, put your finger there. Then we're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15 is where we're going to begin. Thank you so much for being here at 9 a.m. this morning on this cool crisp fall morning yeah it's officially fall now so this cool crisp fall morning glad that you are here at 9 a.m today genesis chapter 2 i didn't get any hate mail or text or calls or anything so hopefully y'all felt my heart in this last week and uh, as we started this message and we're going to conclude it here this morning genesis chapter 2 verses 15 through 18 Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 through 18 I'm going to read from the NIV this morning the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it and the Lord God commanded the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for when you eat of it you will surely die Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, would you turn with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 2. Again, this is David's charge to Solomon as David is about to die. I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, show yourself a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands his laws and requirements as written in the law of Moses so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go I want to speak to you again this week on that subject the four pillars of a man again this morning you may be here you may be a male If you're not a male, then you're probably going to marry a male. Unless you choose to, the Lord calls you to be celibate, then, uh, you know, and never get married, then he can do that. Those are few and far between. But I hope this helps you because you you may be, you're going to either be a man, be married to a man, possibly even raising a man. How many of y'all, how many of you have raised or you're raising a man right now? Come on, let me see you. You've got sons, you're raising them. So all of these things, whether you're a man or not, Today, I hope that these all help you. Would you stretch your hands this way? Pray for me as I do the same for you. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for, Lord, great worship. What a great atmosphere that has been here. Lord, as we have worshiped and praised you and you have been faithful 
to what your promises are, where you have inhabited the praises of your people. You're here in this place in just such a sweet, sweet way. So, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, that you would just touch every heart, every life, open every heart, mind, and spirit. Let them be open and receptive to your word. Let the seed of the word fall onto good ground. Let it produce a hundredfold harvest in Jesus' name. And I ask that you'd help me, Lord. Help me to preach your word under anointing, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, let the word of God be like fire shut up in my bones. Let me say exactly what you want me to say, nothing more, nothing less. And God, I give you the thanks, the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody in the house said, amen. As you're seated, turn to four or five people, give them a fist bump and tell them, I'm glad to see you at the 9 a.m. service this morning. I'm glad to have a special visitor that said she's never been to the 9 a.m. before. That's Molly Kate. So I'm saying she usually likes to sleep and she's an 11 o'clocker, but this morning she's here. So glad to have her. Last week we started on this. I'm not going to go over it uh, because I've got a lot to get into this morning, uh, but it will be available on podcast in the next couple of weeks. So it'll be there just started with the introduction gave you some statistics there on the import of the importance of fathers and males uh, in the life of children and then we started with number one the king pillar and we talked about that last week and we finished up with that again you may have taken notes or you can go back and listen to that on podcast in the next couple of weeks it will be available so I want to pick up on our last three of the four pillars of a man today and the second one that I want to look at today is the mentor pillar everybody say the mentor pillar well, y'all are good and awake this morning already so we look at these as I've been going through these you'll notice I'm giving you so for note takers some of you you don't really care uh, but some of you that are note takers you like these kind of things and so I'm giving you these so the fear spiritual function of the mentor pillar is to teach and impart wisdom to teach and to impart wisdom the perspective of the mentor pillar is the energy of transformation and the core characteristics we're going to get into of this mentor pillar is that they communicate transparently listen there is nothing better than transparent communication listen most of us here if we have any discernment at all when we hear somebody speaking or we're even in a conversation much less uh, a a lecture or a sermon of some type uh, we like to feel that transparency uh, that we're not trying to put on a front and honestly I'm gonna say that's been a challenge and really a mission of mine as a pastor and I and I hate to say it but you know even coming up pastors and preachers that I listen to it's like a lot of times they felt like they had to put on this front they had to put up this this image that wasn't there and, and honestly sometimes it made you feel like that they never struggled with anything or never dealt with anything and so then when you did you felt like you were some kind of way off base that something might be wrong with you anybody know what I'm talking about that that came up in this and, and so I want to be very transparent I believe that if you're going to be a mentor to somebody uh, and a mentor to uh, your children to those around you then you need to be able to communicate very transparently now 
I also got to stop for just a second and in this world of social media and all uh, I realize that there are a lot of people that probably talk a little bit too much <laughs> well y'all are quiet now you done got quiet now that you don't have to put all of your business out there how many of you know there's a difference between communicating transparently and just putting all your business out there for all the world to know and to see mentoring is part of discipling the heart of a mentor knows and wants others to know you know and in the corporate world you hear of things like corporate espionage anybody ever heard of that before even when you're dealing with countries and espionage you know you 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 hear that and what is that that's information information that belongs to a company or information that belongs to a country and they want to keep that information safe and secret and concealed so that nobody else gets a hold of that information now under i completely understand that in the part of a company or in the part of a country but when it comes to us as men who are trying to help raise children who are help trying to disciple the those around us the heart of a mentor in that mentor mentor pillar wants to knows things and also wants others to know it's not that I want to know all of these things so that I can amass it to myself and be thought of the most wise person in the world but never pass it on to somebody else the mentor pillar in a man is that part in a man that and we laugh at our house and we joke at our house because sometimes you probably heard me say this before sometimes we've had these life lessons some Sometimes and we'll stop and just something just as as silly as boiling noodles or just something crazy like that we'll stop and I'll just be like have we never really talked about this before and I know that's lighthearted and seems silly but but the, the that mentor pillar in a man knows but doesn't just want to know and know more than everybody else the mentor part says I know this but I want to make sure those coming after me know this as well I don't want to take anything to the great anything of value wisdom or knowledge that could help somebody else I don't want to just take that to the grave with me and that die with me I want my girls I want those that I have the opportunity kids and those in my church that I can mentor I don't want to die and take it to the grave with me where it's forgotten I want to pass it on so that it lives on even when I'm gone anybody know what I'm talking about somebody say amen he is always discipling first his wife and kids and then others the mentor has a spiritual heart that tugs at the heart of others he makes you want to learn you see I want to be the kind of person I want that mentor pillar to be not the kind of person that's just trying to shove it down somebody's throat and I don't want to be the kind of person that says you need to learn this I don't want to be the kind of person to my girls that's like you got to learn about Jesus. You got to, and I know sometimes we got to do some things there, but I want it to be, I want to be the kind of person with that mentor pillar that not just wants to put it out there, but, but has it that it just pulls at people and they say, I want to know what you know. I want to hear what you know about Jesus. I want to hear the life experience and the wisdom you learn. Listen, I don't care how you say it. I want to hear how you messed up and so that you can, they appreciate you. They forgive you. 
they listen to you they understand you they understand the language of relationship building I want to come back to that for just a second and I've talked about that before but listen when it comes down to Christianity when it comes down to whole thing this whole thing you know what I you know what I believe Jesus was all about he's all about relationships Christianity really should be all about relationships. You know, we get into this whole thing of, uh, of, you know, we want a big stage and we want a lot of lights and we want a lot of people. And yes, we know we're growing and we want people to come in. But really to be the most effective, in some way, somehow, we still got to have relationships. That's why small groups are important. The bigger a church grows, some kind of, you can call them Sunday school classes, you can call them small groups, you can call them discipleship groups, whatever you want to call it. I believe that still Christianity is a whole lot about relationship. Of course, first of all, the most important relationship is the one that we have with Jesus Christ. And then after that, then comes the relationships that we have with others. We look at the least important word, if you're taking notes, the least important word for a mentor is I because that gets the least amount done a mentor is not one of those people that just looks at themselves as this great wise sage that wants to set themselves up on a pillar and talk about I I I now I'm not gonna name any names this morning but I know some people right now could name a few not in this room so don't worry that they are all about me 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 i i i i just want to let you know how much i know and i'm going to let you know about all this that is the least important word so i'm going to give you i'm about to give you a list stay with me i'm going to give you a list of the six most important words and it's going to start with one through six and one is going to be one word two is going to be two words three is going to be three words y'all ready with me those of you that are note takers the most important words for the the mentor pillow pillar the most important word is we everybody say we we it gets the most done again it has to do with relationships it's not about me building a kingdom it's not about me building a church it's not about me building a family it's not about me making myself great it's about we us working together me making sure that you have what you need the two most important words you ready thank you everybody say thank you you've heard me say this before I'm gonna say it again there's no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman no matter where you are, whether it's in some kind of ministry or even in some type of business, no matter where you are or what you're doing, there is no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. Somebody somewhere has helped us out. Somebody somewhere has believed in us. Somebody somewhere has taken time and poured into us. Somebody somewhere has cared enough to go above and beyond what the norm is and help us out. And we must make sure that in everything we are always appreciated. If you're some kind of supervisor at work, some kind of boss at work, or, or you're just, you've got someone, a pr apprentice under you, somebody always make sure that you never feel like you're too good to ever say thank you. Three, the three most important words, you ready? All is forgiven. Forgiveness. Now that's, of course, that's a whole sermon, probably even a whole sermon series in and of itself. Because we have the ultimate example, Jesus Christ, who hanging on the cross, who had suffered, bleeding, about to die, that looked up and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You see, we've got to make sure 
that in our relationships as we look sometimes sometimes you're going to pour into people and they're going to goof off you're going to pour into people and they're going to mess it up you're going to you're going to step up for somebody can i speak out of a little experience here you're going to put yourself out there you're going to recommend somebody you're going to believe in somebody you're going to put your neck out for somebody and they're going to fail and you know what you're going to have to learn to do? Forgive. Hmm, that's a tough one there. Y'all are real quiet. That's either real good or real bad. I think it's real good because it's forgiveness, and that's all about Jesus. Four most important words. What is your opinion? Never get to the place. Never get to the place. As any kind of mentor, as any kind of teacher, as any kind of leader, never get to the place where you feel like you can never learn anything from people that may be below you never feel like that you I've seen it so many times and I just in church and all kind of businesses and corporations that that people up here on the ladder feel like they've got it all figured out and they never listen to anybody down here listen never get the mentor pillar it's not again that you're standing up it's the pillar that's holding you up and it's the one that's going to say I'm willing I want to know what you think I want to hear your opinion because you've got a different perspective than I do Number five, five most important words. You did a good job. Encouragement. I'm afraid that sometimes coming out of pulpits and sometimes coming out of Christianity, sometimes for this generation coming up, all they hear is how bad they are and how lost they are and how there's no chance there. Listen, if you're going to be a mentor to somebody, if you're going to help somebody, you know, what, you know what some young people need to hear? They need to hear some encouragement. They need to hear, you did a good job. Thank you for helping. Thank you for what you're doing. Are you ready? Six, this is the last one in this. Six most important words. I want to know you better. Understanding. So we're forgiving, and it's not just you know you got to do this different it's listen i want to know you a little bit better so i can understand why you did what you did and then we can fix that mentoring is passing on the secrets of a life a mentor is a student of life and a mentor is a student of people and a mentor is a student of failure don't waste failure y'all hear me (laughs) I, I don't want to waste any failure. Failure is painful enough. Failure is terrible enough. The last thing I want to do is waste failure. I want to learn from my failures. So what are the results for our note takers? Here we are in this part. What are the results when the mentor pillar is leaning, absent, or abused? Well, number one, there's a lack of discipline at times. Number two, there's a personal immaturity there. You know, you mature as you look to help others mature. And when you do it in a proper way in that mentor pillar, helping you helping others helps you mature yourself. What else is there? There can be a disregard for Scripture. There can be a, fourthly, a spiritual insensitivity. Can I tell you as a mentor and as Christian people, we need to always make sure that above all we are being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. When the mentor pillar is out of balance. Well, if it's leaning one way, it can be a dunce. 
Can I just remind you that age does not necessarily equal wisdom? Now, I, I, anybody, anybody you ever met some older people? And I don't think they have a lick of wisdom. So one, one is a dunce. The other side is a know-it-all. Anybody ever? Don't point at anybody or nudge anybody. Anybody know any know-it-alls? Come on, just lift straight up. Just straight up. Don't point. You know some know-it-alls. So if it's out of balance, a know -it -all, and nobody wants to learn from a know-it-all. Listen, when people are really wise and really, there are people that I can think of and, and that they know a whole lot and they're very smart and they don't have to stand up and tell you that they're smart and that they know a lot. We pick up on that. The passiveness, there's a failure then to pass the baton. When that mentor pillar is passive, the baton is not passed to the next generation. I got to keep moving. Number three, the third one is the warrior pillar everybody say the warrior pillar now this one may be a little more exciting to you i don't know i kind of like it the spiritual function if you're taking notes is protection and strength the perspective is the energy of this the core characteristic aggressive action the core characteristic is that he contends courageously Self-denial describes his attitude. The Christian warrior is out to destroy evil in all of its forms. Dishonesty, corruption, tyranny, injustice, pornography, child abuse, spouse abuse, oppression, and racism. The warrior pillar in a man wants to destroy evil in all of its form. There should be something about evil. As men of God, there should be something about sin that bothers us. There should be something about injustice that bothers us. There should be something about when, when, when children are abused or women are abused. There should be something in a man that bothers us about those things. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, the warrior in a man is under authority as with the king in a man the way up is for the for the warrior is the way down getting under serving sacrificing you see jesus the bible said emptied himself taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross therefore also god highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every Every knee should bow to the glory of God the Father, according to Philippians chapter 2, verses 7 through 11. In other words, just like the king pillar, the warrior pillar is not one that wants to stand on top and dominate, but the warrior pillar is one that wants to stand in front to protect. Now, not stand in front to take the glory, not stand in front, to, but to stand in front to protect, to stand underneath to support. 
The warrior pillar, pillar in a man is one that cannot see something going on for, with someone to be wrong and stand back and do absolutely nothing. You see, the warrior in a man remains on call. Now, you know I like to take a, talk about David because David gives us so much. He gives us the good, the bad, and the ugly in his life. David's life, unfortunately, in one part exemplifies what happens when a warrior becomes lax. We find he should have been at war with his troops at one point in his life. He should have been leading instead of just strolling around on the rooftop. He should have been focused instead of mentally lazy. He should have had a disciplined mindset instead of being self-indulgent. And everybody around him paid for it. You see, when you look back at that great failure that he had, the, the, that whole story starts out in the time when the kings go to war. But instead of being at his post where he was supposed to be, David was at, ha at the house relaxing, taking it easy. Men, can I just tell you this? Your wife, your children, they never need you to go off a call. What would happen in our country if all of our armed forces and all of our defense systems just decided you know what it's a holiday we're just going to take off for a day I'm sure nobody will ever notice could you imagine the catastrophes that would happen but spiritually sometimes we allow that to happen as men we try to just check out we try to just get out of town we try to just stop but we can never stop being the warrior we can not stop defending and protecting our families and those that we have been entrusted with. Everybody around him paid for it. He lost his self-respect. Bathsheba lost hers. Uriah lost his life. So did the baby born of adultery lose its life. Nobody wins when a warrior sloughs off. The warrior and a man willingly sacrifices. Warriors suffer Warriors are wounded. Warriors die. Where did we ever get the idea that there's no price to be paid? We live in a day of self-preservation, self-concern, self-improvement, self-serving, self-concept, and self-interest. Those all sound familiar, don't they? But Jesus said... Any man that will follow me must do what? Deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Right here in this room, I think about people. I know there's people right here in this room. How many of you, you've served in armed for? You're a veteran or serving right now. Let me see your hand. Come on, I know they're in this room. Let me see it. Listen, you know the concept. You know the concept of putting yourself in harm's way of being willing you know that you might be called on to make that ultimate sacrifice jesus said no greater love has a man than this what than a man that would lay down his life for a friend the warrior in a man there is willing and says i cannot stop i must sacrifice i'm not in this to self-preserve self-concern self-improve self-serve self-concept and self-interest the warrior and a man must sometimes say and do the hard thing he's a plain speaker and sometimes it is the hard thing that is just what your rebellious teenager needs to hear
I can think back in my life on the warnings of my father and I never realized it I don't know about y'all but the older I get the more I begin to see things listen I know that a lot most everybody here there's not many uh, just a couple teens in this service but now that you're getting older there's some young adults here and you're getting older and, and listen that the older I get the more that I see what my parents saw the more I see what my father saw I mentioned last week with the king pillar and how the man began to be more and more degraded in Hollywood and television I didn't see it as a kid but the older I get the more I begin to see it listen sometimes a warrior in a man you're gonna see things first you're gonna realize things first and you're gonna have to make the hard call sometimes Abraham Lincoln said this right is right no matter who says it's wrong and wrong is wrong no matter who says it's right the warrior in a man demonstrates a heart of mercy while the warrior in a man is prepared to walk his post take his stand and contend courageously and sacrificially he must know when to stand down there's a time to press the battle and there's a time to hold one strength there's a time for the warrior to sheath his sword and show mercy David did this while we're looking at David David did this with Mephibosheth Anybody know who Mephibosheth was? He was the son of Jonathan, David's best friend, who was the, and Jonathan was the son of Saul. Saul was after David's life. Jonathan was David's best friend. Mephibosheth was the son, the grandson of Saul, the son of Jonathan. And Mephibosheth, as things were going bad, Mephibosheth was being carried and was dropped and became crippled. When David finally took the throne, now David was a, a, a mighty warrior. David, don't be mistaken. In fact, you've heard me say it to preach this. David couldn't even build the temple because God said, you shed too much blood for you to be the one that does this. But even David, at this point, when he saw Mephibosheth, he had made a covenant with Jonathan and he knew when it was time to have mercy. And while many, while many of the, of the idea of, the, of that those days and even today for some is to he's a lineage of the former king Saul he's got to be cut off but David did what he showed mercy results when the warrior pillar is leaning absent or abused there can be fear there can be abuse there can be cruelty there can be hatred Again, with all of these, with the king pillar, and, and, and now with this, I hope that you see. Now listen, I, I, I'm all about men being men. But again, it's about being controlled. I, I gave you a little statement in that, that, that I hope you got the energy of disciplined, aggressive action. Listen, when the enemy's coming, you've got to be ready to go. But when it shows that you love and you protect, you've got to be disciplined because you're not attacking them. When the warrior pillar is out of balance, if it's leaning too far one way, then you can be a coward. If it's leaning too far the other way, then you can be a brute. If we're passive, there's a failure to contend. You see, sometimes you may have to make the hard call. I'm going to say something here, and, I'm, and this is this is not the norm this is the the irregular sometimes you may have to make the hard call that not even your wife likes at the moment now, I know we're getting into some Bible and we getting into some and and you've heard me preach this enough God said 
man, you're to rule over wives, you submit to your husbands, but husbands, you got to love your wife like Christ loves the church. I might, I might get some hate mail off of this one. So if we're going to get this in balance, men, if we want to be the boss, then we got to love Christ, the wife like Christ loved the church who laid down his life for her. But I will say this, there may be some times, and they're, again, they're rare because as you heard me last week, if you heard about the king pillar, this is not a dominant, this is listening to somebody, even in the mentor, I, heard, I hope you heard me say that you're a listener, that you're listening, but there will be rare moments that may come about, men, where you have got to make a hard decision and say, God is leading me this way. I feel strongly that this is the way that we need to go. And listen, if you've got the right relationship with your wife, then I believe in those rare moments that she'll be willing to say, okay, I know you're serious. I'm, you're not being a, a grin. It's not leaning the way that you're a brute and you're just domineering and hateful. But when it's in a right alignment, she'll say, I don't quite understand it right now. I'm going this way. That's tough stuff. i got to move on. Come on. Number four. I'm just about done. The friend pillar. The spiritual function of the friend, men, is to connect and to connect through love. The perspective is the energy that connects men to others and the world. An unknown author wrote this. Man strives for glory, honor, and fame in that all the world may know his name. He amasses wealth by brain and hand and becomes a power in the land. But when he nears the end of life and looks back over the years of strife, he finds that happiness depends on none of these but love of friends. I've been, in my line of work, if you want to call it, I've been there when people have died many times. And never once... Did I ever see anybody saying, run to the ATM and get me some cash to just put around me in the bed? Never once have I seen anybody. Would you go to the safe and get out my bars of gold? Would you go to the safe and get out my jewelry so I can put all my jewelry on? Time after time after time after time of standing by deathbeds, I have seen Oh, is that my friend? Let him, let him in. My children, my grandchildren, those that I love. The core characteristic of the friend pillar is that they connect deliberately. Can I just tell you that it takes a deliberate... Listen, you'll make those connections sometimes. Uh, most of the time, if it's going to be a really good friend, that connection is going to happen naturally but if you truly want to do more than just a connection and being a friend it's going to take connecting deliberately you're going to have to make sure something in this busy world that we're in if you want a good friend you're going to have to make sure you connect with them sometimes you're not going to feel like it but you need to talk to them shoot them a text maintain that communication friends touch a heart before they ask for a hand Fathers know how to lead themselves by using their head. But to lead their children and others, they use the heart. You see, I want you to hear me in this. You must build relationships 
before you can effectively speak into lives. I'm going to say that one more time. You've got to build relationships before you can effectively speak into lives. You know, a lot of times we want to do this, Christianity and, and the church, we want to do these things. You've heard me say this. We have groups on campuses that they'll come, they'll come on campus and they'll you know, hold up these signs like, God hates queers. You know, these kind of, kind of hate things. And, and what does that do? That completely turns people off. You, you know what, the way God designed all this, again, as I said earlier, back when I first started here this morning, this whole thing's about relationship. And you know, as you build relationship with people, it's then that you can begin to pour into people. Again, can I say this? It's not just because, and I'm getting, I'm getting there more and more every day, just because you're old don't mean you can say something to a young person and think that they're just going to automatically, and I know that we should have more respect there and everything, but don't think just because you're older you can instruct a young person in something and they're going to receive it. You know what you can do? You can pour into their lives. You can begin to build a relationship with them. And when you begin to build a relationship with them, you know what happens? They will begin to listen then. A friend is the same way. If you want a friend to listen to you, it's not that you just be a know-it-all. and so When they know you've invested into their life, and you've poured into their life, and you've built a relationship there, then you begin to have the right to speak into their life. i got to keep moving. I see what time it is. Fathers know it's difficult to connect with people while pursuing your selfish agenda. Connecting is a giving experience. You see, I, I say that, and I went into, went into friends there, but it also goes even as a father. You, you don't get to, how in, in this world of broken homes now, just because you supplied the the genetic material to become the father doesn't mean that you could just show up one day and be able to speak in their life and then listen to it oh that's good preaching there as fathers and friends we should keep our motives in check get beyond yourself remain others minded grow beyond yourself remain humble and teachable give beyond yourself People who volunteer their time on a regular basis heighten their overall zest for living and increase their life expectancy according to a study by the University of Michigan. And if you haven't seen it, I watched here recently a special on Netflix on Blue Zones. These pockets where centenarians are people that are 100 or over. There are pockets on this planet where people are living and a study went on and you know I'm going to tell you two of those things that they recognized now they didn't say Chris they said one of the big things in that was religion they had faith they didn't want to get quite go into Christianity and quite get all that and the second they said they were givers of their time they donated to others they had a cause they had a purpose go beyond yourself a Middle Eastern saying says this when you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. May you live your life so that when you die, the world will cry and you will rejoice. Results when the friend pillar is leaning, absent, or abuse. Unavailability, 
personal isolation, emotional detachment, illicit sensuality. This world is facing a crisis of that because we don't have true friendships and true relationships. And so they're going to illicit sensuality. Junk on, used to be magazines or videos, now it's junk online. When that friend pillar is leaning, absent or abused, it's looking for, instead of having wholesome relationships that we're made for, it goes looking for illicit sensuality. When the friend pillar is out of balance, you can be a loner or you can be a smotherer. Now listen, sometimes you've got to be able to be on, on your own a little bit. Passive, there's a failure then to connect. Stand with me if you will, please. I want to give you this, and we're going to pray. When there's regular and positive interactions with the father and child, I gave you the negative um, statistics last week at the beginning. I won't give you the positive ones now. Are you ready for this? When there's a regular and positive interaction with the father and child, the children are... 46% less likely to use drugs. 52% less likely to skip school. 27% less likely to use alcohol. 36% less likely to smoke weed. Involvement of fathers with children in schooling results in better grades and higher achievement. I am convinced and becoming more and more convinced as I mentioned last week that the enemy is on an all-out assault against the family against the roles that God according to this book has placed us in he wants the enemy wants to twist and pervert and mess it all up I don't know anything better to do than to go back to the book and say, God, what have you called us to be? How do you call us to live? In our relationships, because you're a relational God. We can go back to that in the very beginning, in the book of Genesis, even after God knew Adam and Eve. Had, I read, he said, you eat of anything except what? The fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Even after God already knew what had happened, what did he do? He still came down in the cool of the day and gave him a promise of the Redeemer because why God is a relational God. He wants relationship. And I believe that for things to straighten out, we need the correct roles and the correct relationships in our lives again. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.